1: The Spirit of the Lord visits Ezekiel, and there's power in this visitation for you. I'll paraphrase, if you will, Ezekiel 37 1. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me into the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Ezekiel must have been stunned. There weren't a few bones in this place. The word of the Lord says the valley was full of bones. Hundreds and thousands of bones had laid there before his eyes. The bones were across the valley like an army of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. Now we know if the bones were very dry, then they've been dead a long time. Ezekiel is observing a disaster. And the Lord inquired of Ezekiel, Son of man, can these dry bones live? I said, yea, Lord, only you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these dry bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these dry bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you again with skin. I will put my breath in you and you will come alive. Then you will know that I am the Lord. God is teaching Ezekiel. The power of life is in the tongue. And that when the Holy Spirit is doing the praying through you, the prayers bring forth manifestation of what has been prayed. You know, I have faced insurmountable challenges in my lifetime. And, you know, at one point I was facing a great challenge and my mother said to me, you know, I was telling her my circumstance and she spoke to me that day and I have never forgotten it. This has been years ago. She said, Valerie, speak to your storm. Is anybody with me today? There's power in prayer. Could the Lord have made it any easier for us? God is telling Ezekiel, speak to the circumstance, Ezekiel. Address it. In the spirit realm, use your authority. Go on, Ezekiel. I'm going to back you up. Speak to these dry bones. God is telling Ezekiel what to pray. The Holy Spirit is about to move through Ezekiel. Ezekiel, the seventh verse. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there came a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked. And tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. One day I was speaking with a young man in a difficult situation, and I was listening to him. He was absolutely defeated in his own mind. And as he spoke to me, he would begin to say, well, you know what I could do, Valerie, is... And I was saying, well, yeah, you know, you could do that. And I'm listening to him play this out in his mind. But as soon as he would come up with a solution... He would then hesitate and say, you know, that's not going to work. And I'd say, "Okay." And then we talk further and he would come up with another avenue that he could maybe, you know, try to work out this situation. And then he would defeat it himself again and say, you know, that's not going to work either. And as I listened to him, finally, I broke the cycle. And I said, listen, you are struggling with something that you are attempting to resolve in your natural mind. Can't you see that the only one that can resolve your dilemma is God? And every time you try to resolve it in the natural, you cannot, if you would turn it over to God and let God do exceedingly abundantly above what you're hoping or asking for through Christ Jesus, then your situation would be resolved. You cannot figure it out with your natural mind. It isn't your problem how God is going to handle it. You don't have to figure out how he is going to do it, but turn the dilemma over to God and he will do above what you're asking and hoping for Ezekiel verse nine in chapter 37. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath prophesy son of man, say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied, as he commanded, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up. Our hope is gone. We are cut off. Do you feel like you're in the midst of that place today, where your future is dried up and you are cut off? Well, I'm here to tell you today, don't you ever give up. Revelations 2 5 behold he makes all things new God is going to turn your situation around he will change your circumstance if you allow him to Ezekiel 37 12 therefore prophesy and say to them this is what the sovereign Lord says my people I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them I will bring you back to the land of Israel God will revive your dead dreams Then you, my people will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring up from them, I will put my breath in you and you shall live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord have spoken and have done this, declares the Lord. You see, sometimes you must speak to your situation and awaken that which is dead by the power of the living God. The name of our lesson today is the power is in prayer. It's time to ascend to another dimension of power. Sometimes things that are dead. Sometimes they just need to be prophesied to. Sometimes a marriage that is dead. It needs to be spoken to a dream that died long ago. God wants you to prophesy to that dream. Prophesy to those dry bones that they may live again Jesus spoke to the dead. He spoke to Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And the dead came forth alive again. Don't assume the dream that you had is dead and shall never leave again. Pray and speak as the Lord commands you to utter, to speak to that dream. But where is the power in prayer? There is a position of where you will always remain Undefeated, Job 28, 7, the path no bird of prey knows, nor has the falcon's eye caught sight of. The proud beast have not trodden it, nor has the fierce lion passed over it. It's the secret place. Maybe you've heard me speak of it before. It's the place where demons do not enter, and only the child of God can hide there. It's the place where God hides, that only his children May enter. Only those who have a relationship with him may enter the secret place. The power in prayer is relationship. Verily, thou art a God that hidest thyself, O God of Israel, the sovereign Lord. Isaiah 45, 15. Psalms 34, 3 to 5 says, O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. And he answered me and delivered me from my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces will never be ashamed. I spent many years crying out to God. Did he answer? For the most part, he did. Then I began to bind and loose and the prayers became more powerful. I saw more answers to prayer. But why? Why? Because earth is a vital part of the realm of heaven. Then I began to learn to praise. I began to learn more principles. And finally, I learned the power point in prayer for true miracles and astounding results. But let's first move some things out of the way before we go further with the power in prayer. Unconfessed sin, Hebrews 12, 1, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us. And let us run with patience the race. That is set before us Unconfessed sin Will hinder prayer Unforgiveness is a weight A large hindrance to prayer Walking in unforgiveness Will hinder and prevent your prayers From going forward and doing miraculous Things on the spirit level In prayer Your prayers will be grounded you know, one morning, it was about 545, and my husband, now he knows, when he hears me stirring around at that hour of the morning, I am rushing to get to prayer on time for 6 a.m. Well, I entered the prayer room, and I was sitting there in my prayer place, and my husband came in, and, and I kind of brushed past him to get to my prayer place, and he caught me by the hand as I passed by, and he said, I want to talk to you. I said, no, 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 no. It's time for prayer. I, I, I can't talk right now. He said, no. I think you have something against me. I think there's something on your mind. I said, no, no, really. It's okay. It really it's okay. And I pulled my hand away. And as I was pulling my hand away, he grabbed and he was trying to grip and he caught onto my last finger. And I kind of smiled a fake smile because I'm glancing at the clock, getting impatient. And I slipped away to my prayer place. And he walked over to me. I had just kneeled down and I was just about to say, oh, Lord. And before I could say it, my husband's voice said to me, don't you know, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? Don't you know that your prayers aren't going anywhere? They're going to hit the ceiling, Val, and they're going to fall down to the ground. They aren't going to even leave this room. I ignored him. Valerie, you're wasting your time, he said. I'm telling you, you're holding something against me. I know there's something on your mind and God isn't going to hear your prayers until you resolve this with me. I was so disappointed, but I knew he was right. I did not want to be late for prayer to resolve this with him. But I turned back. I talked to him about what was on my heart and resolved those issues. And when I went to pray, I felt free. I felt light. And I knew that I was ready to seek God. Mark eleven twenty five. And when you stand to pray. If you hold anything against another, forgive it so that your father in heaven will forgive you your trespasses as well. I'm off the path just a little bit for a moment here. I want to talk about dreams and visions. There's power in dreams and in vision, but you cannot allow dreams and visions to defeat you. What is most important? Tell a dream as a dream. Isaiah 23, 28 to 9. The prophet who has a dream may relate his dream, but let him who has my word speak my word in truth. What does straw have in common with grain declares the Lord is not my word like fire declares the Lord and like a hammer which shatters a rock. You are the watchman at the gate, a dream, a vision that is unlike God. If you know that it brings torment and it brings fear, then shatter it. Ezekiel 33, seven, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning for me. When you see something approach, unlike God, lift up the spiritual sword and abort it. Destroy the work of the enemy. Break the hold. This man of the horse and the rider, bind and loose, break the stronghold in Jesus' mighty name. What I am saying is I've had many people call me, Valerie, I just had this dream and, and it was terrible. And I'm listening to all the details that they're giving me about this dream. And at the end, I could tell this is just something that's come to torment them. And so I would say abort that. Cancel that dream. When you awake from a dream or a vision and you know it is not of God, cancel it. Rebuke it right away. Don't spend the day going back over the details of the dream, calling people up, telling them what you dreamed about and how horrible it was. You're giving it power in your life to come into fruition. Cancel that dream. You know, a friend of mine called one day and she said, Valerie, I dreamed last night that my son was dead. I said, oh my goodness. She said, there he lay in front of the coffin and my friend is just crying. She's just teary. I said, wait a minute. Would you have that to be? She said, what? I said, do you want that to come to pass? She said, no, of course I don't. I said, then cancel it. Then rebuke it and send it back to the pit of hell where it came from. Rebuke that dream and do not allow it to come into fruition. I'm telling you, that is 10 or 15 years ago. He is alive and well and hasn't even been sick. When we dream or have a vision of something that we know is not of God, shatter it, shatter it, thus saith the Lord. God wants to teach us how to pray. God wants to release power in this realm through you. You are the family of the Messiah. God has plans to put an anointing on you so strong, so powerful that you'll never be the same. God showed Jesus in prayer. He said, I only do what I see the father doing. Paul talked about revelation in prayer. He said, he prayed that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. What will happen if the eyes of our understanding is enlightened? Then we'll be like the Messiah. God will give us revelation in prayer. He will teach us to prophesy. The Holy Spirit will even instruct us in prayer for he is the great teacher. The power in prayer is through relationship and the only way we have a powerful relationship with God is to spend time with the Holy Spirit to spend time in prayer you know the enemy can do many things in this realm the enemy can rise up and try to prevent the gospel from going in to other nations he can wage war creating turmoil through leaders of nations and obstructing relationships between nations he can hinder food and supplies from being delivered in the third world countries he cannot bring an end to your prayer there are things he can do but that he cannot do he cannot stop the power of the holy spirit from praying through you the power in prayer is through your closeness with god it's through your relationship with the father one friday night I called a prayer meeting, and I mean we called down the power of heaven in that prayer meeting. We prayed, and we prayed. We prayed at that meeting for Uganda. We prayed over marriages. We prayed over Israel. We prayed over the countries of the world. We prayed over the United States and Mexico. We prayed. We prayed. We prayed that night. You know, we prayed for God to send his angels, to send forth the archangels, the cherubim, the seraphim, angels of power, angels of virtue. We prayed for God to shake evil out of his dwelling place. We prayed. We cried. We prayed some more and we cried again. Then we closed the prayer meeting at the end. On Monday morning, do you know in world news A lot of what we prayed about, we actually saw results in the world news on Monday morning. You're going to be unstoppable. You're stepping into another dimension of prayer in your life. Whenever God takes first place in your life, you are creating a new bond with him. You're stepping into a new relationship of supernatural power. When God takes first place in our life, everything else comes second place. The going to the movies takes second place. Playing golf, shopping, your housework will get behind. The dishes may pile up because God will require of you your time and your energy. And he will not share you with the world. But you have to decide how much of God do you really want God truly wants to intercede in your life. He wants to show you how to step into another dimension where your prayers are answered. You will see God turn circumstances around in your family, in your community, in your workplace. He said, I make all things new. Revelation 21, 5. Why? Because God wants you to know who he truly is. Exodus 3, 13 to 15, then Moses inquired of God. He said, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, who is he? Who shall I tell them sent me? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. God also told Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is how I am to be remembered in every generation. He wants you to know I am who I am. He is the great I am. He wants you to prophesy to the dry places in your life. He wants you to prophesy to dead bones, dreams that have gone dormant. Things that you thought God would never do for you. And maybe you say, Valerie, but I've already prayed about those things and nothing ever happened. Continue to pray and don't ever give up on prayer. Continue to seek God. There is an appointed season. The Bible says, though the vision may tarry, it is for an appointed time. Pray Seek God. Speak to those dry areas of your life. Speak over that child that's left the church. Speak over that marriage that has gone dead. Speak over those finances with insurmountable debt. Speak that all bills are paid and all debt is canceled. God wants you to speak life in the areas of your life that are dead. God wants you to speak life into your church. God wants you to prophesy over your community. God wants you to prophesy to the nation. And the only way we are able to do that is by relationship. The power in prayer is through relationship. Anyone can quote scriptures, anyone can read eloquent prayers with beautiful words and an incredible close to it. But is there power? And that prayer, the power in prayer is through our relationship with God. Jesus had that relationship where he said, I only do what I see the father doing. He said, that's all that he did. Only what God had shown him to do. He said, the words I speak are not my own, but he spoke only what the father told him to say. Oh my goodness. Isn't that what we just spoke about with Ezekiel when God told Ezekiel, prophesy, son of man, to these dry bones? He told him, prophesy that they may live. God wants you to prophesy to the areas of your life that have gone dry and dead. God wants you to speak life in the circumstances when all seems lost. God will give you revelation power when you spend time with the Holy Spirit. When we align ourselves with the great teacher, that's when we have the revelation that Paul prayed about, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. The way that happens is through spending time with the Father. You know my saying, be on time to prayer and the Holy Spirit will meet you there. One of the greatest principles of prayer is timing. You see, the angels aren't all knowing. They don't know when you're going to get there today. You arrive at two o'clock and tomorrow three o'clock and maybe tomorrow, the next day, you don't pray at all. And maybe the following day it's at 9 a.m. Well, they're not all knowing and they're trying to meet you there and answer your prayers and visit with you. If we would be on time to prayer, the Holy Spirit will meet us there. Yes, you'll have to push some things aside. And yes, you'll have to press your way. But when you do, you'll step into a new position of power with God because you will have made him the priority of your life. Give God what he wants and he will give you what you want. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray.
0: You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.